Section 9 of The Wallet of Kai Lung by Ernest Brahma. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 1 The Transmutation of Ling, Part 9. On entering Canton, which he successfully accomplished without any unpleasant adventure, the marked absence of any dignified ostentation which had been accountable for many of Ling's misfortunes in the past, impelled him again to reside in the same insignificant apartment that he had occupied when he first visited the city as an unknown and unimportant candidate. In consequence of this, when Ling was communicating to any person the signs by which messengers might find him, he was compelled to add, the neighborhood in which this contemptible person resides is that officially known as the mean quarter favored by the lower class of those who murder by treachery. And for this reason, he was not always treated with the regard to which his attainments entitled him, or which he would have unquestionably received, had he been able to describe himself as, of the partly drained and unaffected area reserved to mandarins and their friends. It was with an ignoble feeling of mental distress that Ling exhibited himself at the chief office of warlike deeds and arrangements on the following day, for the many disadvantageous incidents of his past life had repeated themselves before his eyes while he slept, and the not unhopeful emotions which he had felt when in the inspiring presence of Mian were now altogether absent. In spite of the fact that he reached the office during the early gong strokes of the morning, it was not until the withdrawal of light that he reached any person who was in a position to speak with him on the matter, so numerous were the lesser ones through whose chambers he had to pass in the process. At length he found himself in the presence of an upper one who had the appearance of being acquainted with the circumstances, and who received him with dignity, though not with any embarrassing exhibition of respect or servility. The hero of the illustrious encounter beyond the walls of Si Chow exclaimed that official, reading the words from the tablet of introduction which Ling had caused to be carried to him, and at the same time examining the person in question closely. Indeed, no such one is known to those within this office, unless the words chance to point to the courteous and unassuming Mandarin Li Qin, who, however, is at this moment recovering his health at Peking, as set forth in the amiable and impartial report which we have lately received from him. At these words, Ling plainly understood that there was little hope of the last events becoming profitable on his account. Did not the report to which allusion has been made bear reference to one Ling, commander of the archers, who thrice led on the fighting men, and who was finally successful in causing the rebels to disperse towards the mountains? He asked in a voice which somewhat trembled. There is certainly reference to one of the name you mentioned, said the other, but regarding the terms, perhaps this person would better protect his own estimable time by displaying the report within your sight. With these words, the upper one struck a gong several times, and after receiving from an inner chamber the parchment in question, he placed it before Ling, at the same time directing a lesser one to interpose between it and the one who read it a large sheet of transparent substance, so that destruction might not come to it, no matter in what way its contents affected the reader. Thereon Ling perceived the following facts, very skillfully inscribed with the evident purpose of inducing persons to believe, without question, that words so elegantly traced must of necessity be truthful also. A benevolent example of the intelligent arrangement by which the most worthy persons outlive those who are incapable. 
the circumstances connected with the office of the valuable and accomplished mandarin of warlike deeds and arrangements at si chow have in recent times been of anything but a prepossessing order owing to the very inadequate methods adopted by those who earn a livelihood by conveying necessities from the more enlightened portion of the empire to that place it so came about that for a period of five days the yamen was entirely unsupplied with the fins of sharks or even with goat's eyes to add to the polished mandarin's distress of mind the barbarous and slow-witted rebels who infest those parts took this opportunity to destroy the town and most of its inhabitants the matter coming about as follows the feeble and commonplace person named ling who commands the bowmen had but recently been elevated to that distinguished position from a menial and degraded occupation for which indeed his stunted intelligence more aptly fitted him and being in consequence very greatly puffed out in self-gratification he became an easy prey to the cunning of the rebels and allowed himself to be beguiled into a trap paying for this contemptible stupidity with his life the town of si chow was then attacked and being in this manner left defenceless through the weakness or treachery of the person ling who had contrived to encompass the entire destruction of his unyielding company it fell after a determined and irreproachable resistance the mandarin li keen being told as covered with the blood of the foemen he was dragged away from the thickest part of the unequal conflict by his followers that he was the last person to leave the town on his way to peking with news of this valiant defense the mandarin was joined by the chief of bowmen who had understood and avoided the very obvious snare into which the stagnant-minded commander had led his followers in spite of disinterested advice to the contrary for this intelligent perception and for general nobility of conduct when in battle the versatile chief of bowmen is by this written paper strongly recommended to the dignity of receiving the small metal embellishment of valor it has been suggested to the mandarin li keen that the bestowal of the crystal button would only be a fit and graceful reward for his indefatigable efforts to uphold the dignity of the sublime emperor but to all such persons the mandarin has sternly replied that such a proposal would more fitly originate from the renowned and valuable office of warlike deeds and arrangements he well knowing that the wise and engaging persons who conduct that indispensable and well-regulated department are gracefully voracious in their efforts to reward merit and when it is displayed as in the case in question by one who from his position will inevitably soon be urgently petitioning in a like manner on their behalf when ling had finished reading this elegantly arranged but exceedingly misleading parchment he looked up with eyes from which he vainly endeavored to restrain the signs of undignified emotion and said to the upper one it is difficult employment for a person to refrain from unendurable thoughts when his unassuming and really conscientious efforts are represented in a spirit of no satisfaction yet in this matter the very expert li keen appears to have gone beyond himself the commander ling who is herein represented as being slain by the enemy is indeed the person who is standing before you and all the other statements are in a like exactness the short-sighted individual who for some hidden desire of his own is endeavoring to present himself as the corrupt and degraded creature ling has overlooked one important circumstance said the upper one smiling in a very intolerable manner at the same time causing his head to move slightly from side to side in the fashion of one who rebukes with assumed geniality and turning over the written paper he displayed upon the underside the imperial vermilion sign 
Perhaps, he continued, the omniscient person will still continue in his remarks, even with the evidence of the emperor's unerring pencil to refute him. At these words, and the undoubted testimony of the red mark, which plainly declared the whole of the written matter to be composed of truth, no matter what might afterwards transpire, Ling understood that very little prosperity remained with him. But the town of Si Chow, he suggested, after examining his mind, if any person in authority visited the place, he would inevitably find it standing and its inhabitants in agreeable health. The persistent person who is so assiduously occupying my intellectual moments with empty words seems to be unaccountably deficient in his knowledge of the customs of refined society and of the meaning of the imperial signet, said the other with an entire absence of benevolent consideration. That Si Chow has fallen and that Ling is dead are two utterly uncontroversial matters truthfully recorded. If a person visited Si Chow, he might find it rebuilt, or even inhabited by those from the neighboring villages, or by evil spirits taking the forms of the one who formerly lived there. As in a like manner, Ling might be restored to existence by magic, or his body might be found and possessed by an outcast demon who desired to revisit the earth for a period. Such circumstances do not in any way disturb the announcement that Si Chow has without question fallen, and that Ling has officially ceased to live, of which events notifications have been sent to all who are concerned in the matter. As the upper one ceased speaking, four strokes sounded upon the gong, and Ling immediately found himself carried into the street by the current of both lesser and upper ones who poured forth at the signal. The termination of this conversation left Ling in a more unenviable state of dejection than any of the many preceding misfortunes had done. For with enlarged inducements to possess himself of a competent appointment, he seemed to be even further removed from this attainment than he had been at any time in his life. He might indeed present himself again for the public examinations, but in order to do even that it would be necessary for him to wait almost a year, nor could he assure himself that his efforts would again be likely to result in an equal success. Doubts also arose within his mind of the course which he would have to follow in such a case, whether to adopt a new name, involving as it would certain humiliation, and perhaps disgrace if detection overtook his footsteps, or still to possess the title of one who is in a measure dead, and hazard the likelihood of having any prosperity which he might obtain reduced to nothing if the facts should become public. As Ling reflected upon such details, he found himself without intention before the house of a wise person who had become very wealthy by advising others on all matters, but chiefly on those connected with strange occurrences and such events as could not be settled definitely either one way or the other until a remote period had been reached. Becoming assailed by a curious desire to know what manner of evils particularly attached themselves to such as were officially dead, but who nevertheless had an ordinary existence, Ling placed himself before this person, and after arranging the manner of reward related to him so many of the circumstances as were necessary to enable a full understanding to be reached, but at the same time in no way betraying his own interest in the matter. Such inflictions are to no degree frequent, said the wise person, after he had consulted a polished sphere of the finest red jade for some time. And this is in a measure to be regretted, as the hair of these persons, provided they die a violent death, which is invariably the case, constitutes a certain protection against being struck by falling stars or becoming involved in unsuccessful law cases. 
the persons in question can be recognized with certainty in the public ways by the unnatural pallor of their faces and by the general repulsiveness of their appearance but as soon as they take refuge in suicide unless they have the fortune to be removed previously by accident it is an infrequent matter that one is gratified by the sight during their existence they are subject to many disorders from which the generality of human beings are benevolently preserved they possess no rights of any kind and if by any chance they are detected in an act of seemingly depraved nature they are liable to judgment at the hands of the passers-by without any form whatever and to punishment of a more severe order than that administered to commonplace criminals there are many other disadvantages affecting such persons when they reach the middle air of which the chief this person is immeasurably indebted for such a clear explanation of the position interrupted ling who had a feeling of not desiring to penetrate further into the detail but as he perceives a line of anxious ones eagerly waiting at the door to obtain advice and consolation from so expert and amiable a wizard he will not make himself uncongenial any longer with his very feeble topics of conversation by this time ling plainly comprehended that he had been marked out from the beginning perhaps for all the knowledge which he had to the opposite effect from a period in the life of a far-removed ancestor to be an object of marked derision and the victim of all manner of malevolent demons in whatever actions he undertook in this condition of understanding his mind turned gratefully to the parting gift of mian whom he now had no hope of possessing for the intolerable thought of uniting her to so objectionable a being as himself would have been dismissed as utterly inelegant even had he been in a manner of living to provide for her adequately which itself seemed clearly impossible disregarding all similar emotions therefore he walked without pausing to his abode and stretching his body upon the rushes drank the entire liquid unhesitatingly and prepared to pass beyond with a tranquil mind entirely given up to thoughts and images of mian end of section nine